This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 52 degrees with some very dense fog in some spots around our area. Visibility down in some spots to, well, up in the airport, it's even down to about three quarters of a mile. Could be less visibility where you are, so keep that in mind. After we get rid of the fog, we'll still have the clouds, just a slight chance of showers, maybe a thunderstorm popping up this afternoon, and a high near 80. The ups and downs of the COVID-19 pandemic are taking a slight upswing in New York following a downward trend in new infections. Broome County yesterday announced a new death, bringing the pandemic total to 540, while the number of new cases went up by 57. The pandemic number total number of cases in Broome County stands at 63,043. In Chenango County, there were 11 new cases reported yesterday for a total of 10,540. Their death toll remains at 125. The pandemic death tolls also remain unchanged for Cortland, Delaware, and Tioga counties. Cortland has had 127 deaths, Delaware 82, and Tioga 88. Each county reports new cases yesterday, ranging from a low of 6 in Delaware County to 14 new cases in Tioga. Cortland's pandemic total stands at 11,980. Delaware is at 9,075, while Tioga County's total number of cases stands at 12,514. Meanwhile, parents are being reminded by the New York State Department of Health to have their children vaccinated in preparation for the start of the new school year. Governor Kathy Hochul yesterday announced the relaunch of the hashtag VaxToSchool initiative, hosting pop-up vaccination clinics for school-aged children. While several clinics are listed all around the state, none are scheduled for the Southern Tier. The Broome County Health Department, however, is still scheduling vaccination clinics. The Moderna booster and the first dose for children aged 5 to 12 years will be given today at the Health Department on Front Street in Binghamton. Go to www.gobroomcounty.com for information and to make an appointment. New York State Police are continuing to investigate an early morning tractor-trailer crash on Interstate 88 earlier this week that shut down a portion of the highway near Sydney on Tuesday, but resulted in no serious injuries. According to the authorities, an old Dominion Freightline tandem tractor-trailer overturned in the eastbound lanes near exit 9 shortly after 5.30 a.m., closing the right lane for over two hours. Authorities say the highway reopened at around 8 on Tuesday morning. The driver was a man from Albany. Troopers have not said what they believe caused that crash. The tractor-trailer appeared to be the only vehicle involved. WMBF First News Time, 6.07. Pennsylvania drivers whose licenses have been suspended due to an accumulation of points on their records could get a second chance to avoid having their privileges pulled. The Pennsylvania Department of Transportation is announcing a new driver improvement school, or DIS, to which a driver with too many speeding or other moving violations on their record could be assigned to try to knock some points off their license. According to PennDOT, a driver convicted of certain moving violations are assigned points to their driving record. Once the record has been reduced below six points and for the second time shows as many as six points, or who has a conviction for excessive speeding,
they will be required to attend a PennDOT hearing where the determination would be to make would be made as to whether the motorist should be given a 15-day license suspension or if the driver improvement school would be better in helping them make better decisions behind the wheel. If assigned to the six-hour course, the driver would knock two points off their record if they complete the class successfully and avoid a suspension. If they fail or don't show up, they could get a 60-day suspension on their license. For more information, visit the Driver Improvement School page on PennDOT's Driver and Vehicle Services website. As long as we're talking about motorists and motor vehicles, the Whitney Point Satellite Office of the Broome County Department of Motor Vehicles is going to be closed tomorrow. Any business with a DMV mobile office at the Northern Broome Senior Center will have to be completed today or wait until next week. The Broome County Clerk reminds motorists that all DMV offices stop processing transactions 15 minutes before the posted closing time, but staff are available to answer questions and hand out forms until the office actually is closed. To book an appointment at one of the county DMV offices, go to broomcountyclerksetmore.com. For information on DMV office locations, hours, and available services, go to gobroomcounty.com slash DMV. It's 6.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290, also available at 92.1 FM. We sell the ultimate driving machine at Galt BMW. Michael, this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton, now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Good morning on this Thursday, August 18th. It's 610, you're listening to WNBF's First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Time for an early morning check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Also, if you're driving on Vestal Parkway over the next few days, just be aware the college kids have returned. They're coming back this weekend, so you might see some extra traffic on Vestal Parkway as new students figure out where they're supposed to go. So give yourself some extra travel time. State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last until approximately Monday, weather permitting. Signed detours are in place. We have an update on Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton. It was supposed to open this past Monday. Now it won't reopen until 7 a.m. on August 29th, so all local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. And around Broome County, the Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Page Brook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. 
Right now about 52 degrees foggy outside, 100% humidity. Today a slight chance of showers between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m., then a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 80 degrees, chance of rain 20%. Tonight mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly clear, a low near 58 degrees. Tomorrow sunny with a high near 87. Tomorrow night partly cloudy, a low near 62. Saturday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., mostly sunny with a high near 89, chance of rain 20%. And Saturday night, slight chance of showers and thunderstorms, partly cloudy with a low near 63, 20% chance of rain. And Sunday, chance of showers after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 88, 40% chance of rain. And Sunday night, chance of showers, mostly cloudy with a low near 64 degrees, a 40% chance of rain. It's 6.13, you're listening to WMBF. on WMBF. Time for a check on sports. Josh Donaldson hit a walk-off grand slam in the 10th inning as the clock struck struck midnight, and the struggling New York Yankees salvaged an 8-7 win over the Tampa Bay Rays to avoid a three-game sweep. Glaber Torres singled, leading off the 10th off Jalen Beeks, and Anthony Rizzo walked before Donaldson lifted a one-strike 97-mile-per-hour fastball to the short porch in right field. Araldis Chapman gave up three runs in the top of the 10th for New York, which entered having lost three straight and 12 of their last 15 games. But the Yankees finally got some help from their offense, scoring more than three runs in a game for the first time since August 8th. I'm sure Yankee fans hoping that this is a turning point for the offense, that build a little momentum going forward, score some runs, which they haven't done much of over the last couple weeks. The Yankees will face off with the Toronto Blue Jays this weekend, starting tonight at 7.05. For the Blue Jays, Jose Barrios tonight, an 8-5 record, 5.61 ERA, a guy that the Yankees have hit pretty well this season. For the Yankees, Frankie Montas, a 4-9 record, 3.59 ERA. For the Mets, Brett Beatty homered his first time up in the big leagues. Starling Marte went deep twice, and the New York Mets held off the Braves 9-7 to snap Atlanta's eight-game winning streak. After being outscored 18-1 in the first two games of the series, the NL East leading Mets pushed their lead over the Braves to four and a half games. Atlanta knocked out nemesis Max Scherzer in the seventh, and Robbie Grossman hit a three-run homer to make a game of it. But it wasn't enough to overcome four homers by the Mets. Francisco Lindor also went deep. In the first inning, Starling Marte and Francisco Lindor went back-to-back, Lindor homering on the first pitch that he saw right after Marte's home run. And obviously the big news of the day, especially for Binghamton Rumble Ponies fans, Brett Beatty with his first career home run. Hit in his first plate appearance, spat on a good curveball from Jake Odorizzi on the first pitch. So on a 1-0 count, lifted one over the right field wall. Saw that nice classic smooth left-handed swing from Brett Beatty. So a good start to his professional career. The Mets and Braves play again tonight. For the Mets, Jacob DeGrom going. No pitcher announced for the Braves yet. And the Mets with a chance to split this series after dropping the first two games. It was a laugher in the Rumble Ponies game last night, but the Rumble Ponies were on the wrong side of it. They lost 9-0 to the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Binghamton managed just three hits all game. It's 619 on WMBF. 
Now it's time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. After a strong start to the week, stocks lost ground on Wednesday. The Dow Jones gave up 172 points, half a percent to finish the day at 33,980. The S&P slipped about three quarters of one percent. The Nasdaq Composite lost one and a quarter. Oil prices, on the other hand, rose along with U.S. consumption and with an anticipated fall in Russian supplies. Brent crude oil stood this morning at 95.08 a barrel. American shoppers didn't spend any more in July compared to June, but they didn't spend much less either. Retail sales, according to the Commerce Department, came in flat. Take out gasoline and auto sales, though, and spending actually rose slightly last month. The American Southwest isn't the only region dealing with a drought. China is scrambling to bring more water to the parched basin of the Yangtze River. Beijing has begun a cloud seeding operation in hopes of bringing more rain to that area. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Don't miss the... Six twenty-one on WMBF. Now it's time for a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. When it comes time to leave the nest, is your son or daughter going to be ready for college? In our society, we've put such a premium on getting good grades, participating in the right extracurriculars, and being accepted into a great school that basic life skills have fallen by the wayside. You think your kids will pick up those skills at home the way you pick up language, but they actually don't, one expert told us. We've sort of forgotten to teach it. Another expert reminded us, childhood is meant to be a series of 18 years when you are increasingly readying your children to leave you. So before it comes time for them to fly the coop, sit down with your kids and make a list of things they do and don't know how to do. Make a schedule, make a budget, cook simple meals, call a doctor's office, be a good roommate. All of this is just as, if not more important than the academics. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. The most effective healthcare is patient-focused. Tomorrow's leading healthcare professionals are doing more than meeting patient expectations. At NRC Health, we help you connect with your patients in a deeper way with important insights into what really matters. It's an approach that's transforming the healthcare experience, creating better outcomes for patients and entire healthcare systems. It's time to access the power of human understanding. Start by going deeper at nrchealth.com. Dak Prescott here. Why do I choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because better sleep elevates my game. Only my Sleep Number 360 smart bed helps me fall asleep faster, keeps me cool, and effortlessly adjusts for my best sleep. The result? 28 minutes more restful sleep a night. That's more focus, more edge, and more highlights. And that means more wins for all of us. All smart beds are on sale. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed, only for limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. Every day at News Radio 1290 625 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. 
And if you're traveling along Vestal Parkway this weekend, you should just be aware that Binghamton University students are returning to campus this weekend. So you might see some extra traffic in the area, as well as some first-year students who don't exactly know where they're going yet. So be patient. Give yourself some extra travel time. State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last until approximately Monday. Weather permitting, signed detours are in place during the closure. We have an update on Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton. It was supposed to reopen this past Monday. Now it won't reopen until 7 a.m. on August 29th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. And around Broome County, the Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 52 degrees, 100% humidity. Pretty foggy out there right now. Today a slight chance of showers between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m. Then a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Some patchy fog before 8 a.m. Otherwise mostly cloudy with a high near 75, a 20% chance of rain. Tonight partly cloudy, a low near 57. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 82. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 61. Saturday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 84 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. Saturday night, slight chance of showers and thunderstorms, partly cloudy with a low near 62, a 20% chance of rain. And Sunday, a chance of showers after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 83, a 40% chance of rain. Sunday night, chance of showers, mostly cloudy with a low around 63 degrees, 40% chance of rain. At 627, you're listening to WMBF. If you're in... WMBF. 6.29 on WMBF. Now it's time for an ABC Entertainment Update. Entertainment News. She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, is open for business. Let's do this. The latest Marvel series for Disney Plus debuted today with star Tatiana Maslany playing the big green lawyer. And she tells me you don't have to be a super fan to enjoy it because while, yes, it is a comic book series, at its heart, it's a sitcom. People who don't even know the Marvel world or, like, have never seen a Marvel or whatever don't think it's for them, I think are going to find their place in this show. Look for a new episode of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, every Thursday on Disney Plus. No more press tours for Jonah Hill. It's a good feeling. The actor says after making a recent documentary about mental health, he's realized the press events he does to promote his work have given him anxiety attacks for 20 years. So for now, he's pulling the plug. BTS just passed Justin Bieber as the second most followed music act on YouTube. The boy band now with 70 million followers, just behind the number one group, Blackpink, with 76 million. And screen legend Robert Redford is 86 today. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. Moat. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It is 52 degrees at 632. 
a little bit of a breeze. However, visibility not so great. We have some pretty dense fog in some areas. Keep that in mind as you're headed out this morning. Mostly cloudy today. Just a slight chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms and a high today near 80. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is due to meet with the United Nations chief and Turkey's leader in Lviv near Ukraine's border with Poland. Today's talks will focus on the recent deal to resume Ukraine's grain exports, the volatile situation at a Russia-occupied nuclear power plant, and efforts to help end the war. Turkey and the U.N. helped broker an agreement last month, clearing the way for Ukraine to export 22 million tons of grain stuck in its ports since Moscow invaded on February 24th. Turkey hosted a round of talks in March between Russia and Ukrainian negotiators in a possible deal to end the hostilities. The talks fell apart after the Istanbul meeting with Russia and Ukraine blaming each other. Attorneys for the nation's largest media companies will try to persuade a federal magistrate judge to make public the affidavits supporting the warrant that allowed FBI agents to search former President Donald Trump's Florida estate. Media attorneys will argue today in West Palm Beach that the affidavit should be released because it is of great public interest. The U.S. Justice Department has objected. It says the investigation of Trump's handling of highly classified material will be compromised if the document is made public. Under a new initiative, the U.S. is planning to hold new trade talks with Taiwan. The U.S. announcing it will hold talks with Taiwan on a wide-ranging trade treaty in a sign of support for the self-governing island, which China claims as its own. The U.S. Trade Representative's announcement making no mention of recent tension with Beijing, but saying formal negotiations would develop trade and regulatory ties. China's Commerce Ministry saying Beijing firmly opposes trade talks between the two nations. This comes just days after China ended unprecedented military exercises near Taiwan that were launched in apparent response to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's trip to the island. Inez de la Quatera, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. WMBF First News Time, it's 6.34. New York State Police say they used a drone to help locate a missing dementia patient last week. Troopers, forest rangers, fire, medics, and police dogs searched the Huckleberry Hill Road area of the town of Middletown last Friday evening looking for the 79-year-old woman. A New York State Police unmanned aerial system was also deployed, and the woman was found in a heavily wooded area. Authorities say the unnamed woman sustained some minor injuries, she was turned over to emergency medical services technicians and transported to Margaretville Hospital for further evaluation. The news release from the New York State Police did not say how long the woman had been missing, but say they were called to the Huckleberry Hill Road area at around 6.45 p.m. on August 12th. The authorities also did not mention where the woman had been seen before she was reported missing, whether it was from a private residence or a care facility. As county fairs continue to offer exhibits, games, and thrill rides, the New York State Department of Labor says it has a listing of events that have been inspected for ride safety and the businesses that own those rides. The Department of Labor inspects rides as they're brought into a festival once it's assembled and while the ride is operating. The inspection efforts that have been going on at the county fairs and other regional events are being stepped up as preparations are underway for the really big event next week, the Great New York State Fair in Syracuse. Commissioner Roberta Reardon and other New York State Department of Labor staff have been doing pre-inspections and are meeting with vendors prior to opening day on the 24th to go over safety precautions. Last year, 4,532 inspections were made on 1,660. 61 amusement devices. 
1,388 orders were issued for operators to correct violations. Anyone suspecting an unsafe ride can contact the Labor Department at 1-888-4-NYSDOL. Meanwhile, riders are also responsible for safety. They should read and follow all warnings and instructions, keep hands and feet inside the ride while moving, do not reach toward fences or barriers, secure loose clothing and long hair, don't drink and ride, don't attempt to leave a ride until it comes to a complete halt, check restraining devices, and never attempt to unlock or loosen a restraining device until instructed by an operator, and no horseplay. For a list of events that have been inspected and their owners by region, go to dol.ny.gov slash ride safe ny. It's 636 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. Almost 3- 6.38 on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly, as always, joined by Kathy White. So you going out to the links today? I went out there yesterday to the Dick's Open, and I know I'm going to have to go again at some point tomorrow because I want to I want to see all the cars parked on the lawn. I want to work on a story about that. I think that's cool that it's like a tradition that people have just been letting people park on their lawns for years and years and years. One so of our cool. um, our former coworkers lives right there, and he he has parking at his place. Yeah, it's it's cool, and you know, yesterday was Wednesday. It was the pro am and. I expected there to be, I don't know why I expected it to be a spectacle, because in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, this is like one of the big events around here. Like, everyone's going to be there. And then I was like, well, it's Wednesday. It's noon. It's the Pro-Am, not even the real tournament itself. And also, it's golf. So it's not like, you know, there's going to be huge cheering sections going nuts <laughs> all the time. Like they doing the wave. <laughs> yeah, they literally hold <laughs> up signs hole. that say, quiet. Everyone be quiet. <laughs> So, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting, but it it was pretty cool. It is. Uh, it's the first time I've been to Enjoy Golf Club, and it was nice. It was a nice course. Uh, the kind of course that I looked at and be like, I would never be able to finish this myself. I'm a terrible golfer. I I don't golf, but no, I understand. It's a very very nice co- uh, course. A lot of the professional golfers really look forward to coming back because it's kept so well and. It's yeah. just, a, you know, it's nice. It's just a nice place. And so. you know who I saw yesterday, and didn't even realize it at the time, John Daly, one oh, of the okay. most famous golfers of all time. And the only re- I'm not a big golf fan. I don't watch a lot of golf. So the only reason I know John Daly, by, I know his name just from, you know, being a sports fan, but the only reason I know who he is is because he wears these ridiculous outfits to the golf course. So there I am walking around, taking pictures of everything, just walking the course. And I see this dude dressed up in like the most colorful golf outfit I've ever seen before. I think, wow, that guy kind of looks like John Daly. Like he must be a really big fan or it must just, you know, want to look a little bit crazy at the Dick's Open because he's not on the list of players who are going to be playing. But I didn't realize, you know, yesterday was the Pro-Am. So I come back to the office afterwards and I'm just, you know, talking to Debbie. And she says, oh, yeah, I heard John Daly is going to be in the kitchen tonight. I go, what? And she goes, yeah, he's, he was there at the golf course today. I was like, wow, okay. So I saw John Daly yesterday, had no idea who it was, just thought that guy must be a big John Daly fan. No idea it was actually John Daly himself. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of big names that like to come and, you know, if they're not playing, a lot of them just like to come and, and participate. And 
it's kind of fun because it, it, you know a lot of the a lot of charities benefit from this. And my friend I was telling you about that uh, parks cars on his lawn. Um, the and a lot of the places around there do that. And the church that's right there, a lot of them donate their fees that they get from people paying to park on their lawns. They donate it back to the church or to other charities. It's you know it's a nice community event. Yeah, I did actually. I talked to the deacon of the church there yesterday. He was out helping people. You know, like hey, come in here. You can park over here. You know, ten dollars, whatever. Um, he said they get like eight thousand dollars in from parking every yeah, year, and was, they they donate all of it. They give it all to whatever events they have going on at the church over there. It was really tough during the pandemic when all this, you know, you you don't realize how much of an impact that that makes on, you know, let alone the charities that are benefiting, which they took a huge, huge hit, but also just the businesses all around there and the restaurants and the hotels and and all that kind of stuff. It means it was such a huge hit from the pandemic when everything got kiboshed. So, yeah, it's nice to see everything coming back and all, all nice and everything. Of course, the Jim Mudcat Golf Tournament. We were talking about that happening on uh, September first. That's going to be coming up shortly. So another that's out in Hiawatha Landing. But that's another big thing that brings in all sorts of sports names and everything from all over the area. So. Yeah, golf's kind of big around here, even though you and I don't participate. Yeah, there are a lot of golf courses around here. And there's a lot of people that golf. Oh, yeah, and I tried to go. The the one thing I don't like about the golf scene here is the driving ranges don't have covers on them. And you know my issues with the sun. Uh, but I just, you know, assumed when I went to the driving range a couple weeks ago when my brother came up to visit, I said, oh, this would be a fun thing to do during the day. I just assumed that the driving ranges would be like the ones we have back on Long Island, like double deck they got covers they got fans in there and like very nice tea boxes a bunch with of wimps. yeah i thought it was going to be so nice and i got there and i'm like this is directly in the, and it was during the heat wave too i was like this is directly in the sun it's 95 degrees out put on your big boy golf pants i don't have big boy golf pants i'm terrible at golf i don't buy golf clothes i don't even own a golf with shirt pink flamingos on I wrote one time back on Long Island, my uncle wanted to take it. My uncle's a huge golfer, and he is really good at golf. So it's like it makes sense that he would want to take all of us golfing because we like to do stuff like that together. So he took us golfing one time at a not like a country club or anything, just like a public course like the links. And I say, okay, like it's a public course, whatever. I'll just wear like a regular T-shirt. And I get there and like, no, 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 you have to wear a collared shirt. So I had to drive not back to my house to their house to pick up one of his golf t-shirts because I didn't own any just so that we could play golf that day. All right. It's a rough one. It's 643 on WMBF. Hi. 6:46 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. And those traveling on Vestal Parkway this weekend should be aware that Binghamton University students are returning. So you might see an increase in traffic on Vestal Parkway, especially with that road work going on. And be patient, because some of the new students might not know where they're going yet. So plan ahead, give yourself some extra travel time, and give the new kids a break. 
State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last until approximately Monday, weather permitting. Signed detours are in place during the closure. We have an update on Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton. It was supposed to reopen earlier this week. It's not open. It won't be open until August 29th at 7 a.m. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. And around Broome County, the Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways. And mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 52 degrees, foggy outside, 100% humidity. Today a slight chance of showers between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m. Then a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Some patchy fog before 8 a.m. Otherwise mostly cloudy, a high near 75, 20% chance of rain. Tonight partly cloudy, a low near 57. Tomorrow sunny with a high near 82. Tomorrow night partly cloudy, a low near 61. Saturday a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 84, a 20% chance of rain. Saturday night, slight chance of showers and thunderstorms, partly cloudy with a low near 62 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. And Sunday, chance of showers after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 83, a 40% chance of rain. Sunday night, chance of showers, mostly cloudy with a low near 63 degrees and a 40% chance of rain. 649, you're listening to WMBF. At a honey. on WMBF. Now it's time for Kim Commando. Soon, there'll be no difference between earbud-type headphones and hearing aids. Here's why. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. Here's some great money-saving news. This October, hearing aids will be sold over-the-counter, and headphone makers like Bose, Sony, Apple, and many others could easily begin selling devices that function as both hearing aids and headphones. I believe that the hearing aid business has turned into a bit of a racket. Consumers have been ripped off for years with ridiculous price markups, especially with today's wireless technology. Using a smartphone app, hearing aids can easily be tuned by the person wearing them. Naturally, audiologists and others have been profiting big, and they're unhappy about this. They claim that you need a professional to fit and tune hearing aids. But for the millions with little to moderate hearing loss, over-the-counter is just right for you. Keep your tech know-how going with my daily longer podcast. It's called Kim Commando Today. It's perfect for walks and drives. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. So this way, your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. 
LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash Kim. That's linkedin.com slash Kim to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. That's linkedin.com slash Kim. on WMBF. Time for a check on sports. Josh Donaldson hit a walk-off grand slam in the 10th inning as the clock struck midnight and the struggling New York Yankees salvaged an 8-7 win over the Tampa Bay Rays to avoid a three-game sweep. Glaber Torres singled leading off the 10th off Jalen Beeks and Anthony Rizzo walked before Donaldson lifted a one-strike 97-mile-per-hour fastball to the short porch in right field. Araldis Chapman gave up three runs in the top of the 10th for New York, which entered having lost three straight and 12 of 15, but the Yankees finally got some help from their offense, scoring more than three runs in a game for the first time since August 8th. So let's see if this will be a turning point for the New York Yankees' offense. It's been pretty quiet since the All-Star break overall. Sometimes all you need is a game that you should have lost, but you end up winning anyway to get back on a hot streak. The Yankees will host the Toronto Blue Jays to start a four-game series. That starts tonight. The Blue Jays, they got Jose Barrios on the mound. 8-5 record, 561 ERA. The Yankees have hit him pretty well this year. For the Yankees, Frankie Montas, 4-9 record, 359 ERA. Still looking to get his footing with the New York Yankees. Toronto right now third in the AL East, 62-54. and The Yankees still first in the AL East, 73-45. and Brett Beatty homered his first time up in the big leagues. Starling Marte went deep twice, and the New York Mets held off the Braves 9-7 to snap Atlanta's eight-game winning streak. After being outscored 18-1 in the first two games of the series, the NL East-leading Mets pushed their lead over the Braves to four and a half games. Atlanta knocked out nemesis Max Scherzer in the seventh inning, and Robbie Grossman hit a three-run homer to make a game of it, but it wasn't enough to overcome four homers by the Mets. Francisco Lindor also went deep. Marte and Lindor in the first inning went back-to-back. Lindor homering on the first pitch he saw after Starling Marte's home run to center field. Brett Beatty just called up to the major leagues as an injury replacement, not as a permanent call-up. Although if he continues to hit home runs every time he comes to the plate for the first time in the game, he might stick around for a while. But a nice moment for him, his family in attendance at the game. Pretty excited to see the son, Brett Beatty, play in his first major league game, let alone Homer on the second pitch that he saw. Spat on a good curveball from Jayco to Rizzi for the first ball, then on the 1-0 count. Hit one over the right field wall. Mark Canna had doubled just before that, so a two-run homer for Brett Beatty. A good start to his major league career. The Mets will face off with the Atlanta Braves one more time in this series. Game starts at 7.20 tonight. For the Mets, Jacob deGrom on the mound. The Braves are still TBD, haven't decided on a starter yet today. Possibly a bullpen game in the works for them. The Mets have a good chance to split this series after getting blown out in the first two games. The Binghamton Rumble Ponies were on the wrong end of a laugher last night. They lost 9-0 to the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Managed just three hits all game. 
They gave up eight earned runs, nine runs total, and ten hits. It's 6.58. You're listening to WMBF. ABC. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back live at the National Butt-Out Finals. A.J. Langer is all fired up, and there he goes. It's out. He put his butt out in 2.6 seconds. Lori is with A.J. Lori? A.J., how did you get your butt out so quick? Well, I learned the hard way. I burned the house down. If you smoke, put it out. All the way. Every time. Smoking is the number one cause of preventable home fire deaths. Check out usfa.dhs.gov smoking. A message from the U.S. Fire Administration and firefighters everywhere. This is News Radio 1290 AM. WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton. A town square media station. News Radio 1290 WNBF. 6.59 on WNBF. As we close out our number one of first news here with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Got a couple big hours of first news coming up before we hand it off to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. Your chance to call in and contribute to the program. Later on at 8.30, we'll have a call in from Roger Neal. I know WMBF listeners know who Roger Neal is. He's going to be at the Dicks Open all weekend, providing us with some updates as we go. So if you're a golf fan, you're going to want to keep WMBF on for the entire weekend so you can get your updates from Roger Neal. Coming up next, we'll have ABC News followed by a, another update from Kathy White on local news. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 53 degrees. We have some pretty dense fog, and that set up really early. Of course, we had quite a bit of rain in some spots for uh, several times during the course of the day yesterday. That jacked up the humidity at 100% in the air. The dew point, however, is very reasonable. It's comfortable at 53. Visibility maybe a mile up above the fog less down in the valleys so be careful as you're out this morning aside from the patchy fog mostly cloudy today just a slight chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms and a high today near 80. well the ups and downs of the covid19 pandemic are taking a slight swing up again in new york following a downward trend as far as new infections are concerned Broome County yesterday announced another death, bringing the pandemic total to 540. While the number of new cases went up by 57, the pandemic total number of cases in Broome County stands at 63,043. In Chenango County, there were 11 new cases yesterday for a total of 10,540. The death toll remains at 125. The pandemic death toll also remains unchanged for Cortland, Delaware, and Tioga counties. Cortland has had 127 deaths, Delaware 82, and Tioga 88. Each county reports new cases yesterday, ranging from a low of 6 in Delaware County to 14 new cases in Tioga County. Cortland County's pandemic total stands at 11,980. Delaware is at 9,075, while Tioga County's total number of cases stands at 12,514. Meanwhile, parents are being reminded by the New York State Department of Health to have their children vaccinated in preparation for the start of the new school year. Governor Kathy Hochul announced the relaunch of the hashtag VaxToSchool initiative, hosting pop-up vaccination clinics for school-aged children. Well, several clinics were listed, dozens of them around the state. None are scheduled for the southern tier. 
But the Broome County Health Department is still scheduling its own vaccination clinics. The Moderna booster and the first dose for children aged 5 to 12 years will be given today at the Health Department on Front Street in Binghamton. You can go to www.gobroomcounty.com for more information on the times and to register. New York State Police are continuing to investigate an early morning tractor-trailer crash on Interstate 88 that shut down a portion of that highway near Sydney on Tuesday, but resulted in no serious injuries. Authorities say an Old Dominion Freightline tandem tractor-trailer overturned on the eastbound lanes near Exit 9 shortly after 5.30 a.m., closing the right lane for over two hours. Authorities say the highway reopened about 8 on Tuesday morning. The driver was a man from Albany. Troopers have not said what they believe caused the crash. The tractor trailer appeared to be the only vehicle involved. WMBF First News Time 707. Well, Pennsylvania drivers whose licenses have been suspended due to an accumulation of points on their records could get a second chance to avoid having their privileges pulled. The Pennsylvania Department of Transportation is announcing a new driver improvement school, or DIS, to which a driver with too many speeding or other moving violations on their record could be assigned to try to knock some points off their license. According to PennDOT, a driver convicted of certain moving violations are assigned points to their driving record. Once the record has been reduced below six points and for the second time shows as many as six points, or who has a conviction for excessive speeding, would be required to attend a PennDOT hearing where the determination would be made as to whether the motorist should be given a 15-day license suspension or if the driver improvement school would be better in helping them make better decisions behind the wheel. If assigned to the six-hour course, the driver would knock two points off their record if they complete the class successfully and avoid a suspension. If they fail or don't show up, they could get a 60-day suspension on their license. For more information, visit the Driver Improvement School page on PennDOT's Driver and Vehicle Services website. WMBF First News Time, 708. Back in New York State, the Whitney Point Satellite Office of the Broome County Department of Motor Vehicles will be closed tomorrow. Any business with a DMV mobile office located at the Northern Broome Senior Center will have to be completed today or you're going to have to wait until next week. The Broome County Clerk reminds motorists that all DMV offices stop processing transactions 15 minutes before the posted closing time, but staff are available to answer questions and hand out forms until the office actually closes. To book an appointment at one of the county DMV offices, go online to broomcountyclerk.setmore.com. If you like information on DMV office locations, hours, and available services, go to www.gobroomcounty.com slash DMV. It's 709, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Water's get. Seven Eleven on WMBF. You're listening to hour number two of First News with myself, James Kelly, as always alongside Kathy White. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. 
The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. And for those traveling on Vestal Parkway this weekend, just be aware that Binghamton University students are returning, so you might see some increased traffic. And be patient, because some of those new kids don't really know where they're going yet. State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last until approximately Monday, weather permitting. Signed detours are posted in the area. We have an update on Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton. It was supposed to reopen earlier this week, but now it won't reopen until 7 a.m. on August 29th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, the Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 53 degrees foggy outside, 100% humidity. Today a slight chance of showers between 2 p.m. and 3 p.m., then a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m., some patchy fog before 10 a.m., Otherwise, mostly cloudy, a high near 75, a 20% chance of rain. Tonight, slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 9 p.m., mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly clear with a low near 57 degrees, 20% chance of rain. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 82. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 61. Saturday, slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m., mostly sunny with a high near 84, 20% chance of rain. Saturday night, slight chance of showers and thunderstorms. Partly cloudy with a low near 62 degrees, 20% chance of rain. And Sunday, chance of showers after 3 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 83, 40% chance of rain. Sunday night, chance of showers, mostly cloudy with a low near 63 degrees, a 40% chance of rain. It's 714, you're listening to WMBF. Your new. on WMBF. Time for a check on sports. Josh Donaldson hit a walk-off grand slam in the 10th inning as the clock struck midnight and the struggling New York Yankees salvaged an 8-7 win over the Tampa Bay Rays to avoid a three-game sweep. Glaber Torres singled leading off the 10th off Jalen Beeks and Anthony Rizzo walked before Donaldson lifted a one-strike 97-mile-per-hour fastball to the short porch in right field. Araldis Chapman gave up three runs in the top of the 10th for New York, which entered having lost three straight and 12 of 15. But the Yankees finally got some help from their offense, scoring more than three runs in a game for the first time since August 8th. We'll see if that's enough to get the Yankees' offense back on track. Going through a rough patch since the All-Star break, the whole team really going through a rough patch. But sometimes all you need is a crazy ending like this, a walk-off grand slam, to re-energize the team. The Yankees will host the Toronto Blue Jays to start a four-game series tonight at 7.05. The Blue Jays right now 62-54, third in the AL East. The Yankees 73-45, still first in the AL East despite the downturn since the All-Star break. 
Pitching for the Blue Jays, Jose Barrios, an 8-5 record, 561 ERA. The Yankees have hit him pretty well this year so far. For the Yankees, Frankie Montas, a 4-9 record, 359 ERA, still looking to get his footing with the New York Yankees, looking for his first home win tonight. Brett Beatty homered his first time up in the big leagues. Starling Marte went deep twice, and the New York Mets held off the Braves 9-7 to snap Atlanta's eight-game winning streak. After being outscored 18-1 in the first two games of the series, the NL East leading Mets pushed their lead over the Braves to four and a half games. Atlanta knocked out nemesis Max Scherzer in the seventh inning, and Robbie Grossman hit a three-run homer to make a game of it, but it wasn't enough to overcome four homers by the Mets. Francisco Lindor also went deep. Lindor hit his home run in the first inning, right after Starling Marte hit one to center field. First pitch Lindor saw went back-to-back -back with Marte. Brett Beatty, a really good first plate appearance for the Mets. Spat on a good curveball from Jake Odorizzi. That was down. And then on a 1-0 count, saw that nice clean lefty swing, lift the ball over the right field wall for a two-run homer. Mark Canna was on second base. He had doubled just a couple pitches earlier. So good start for Brett Beatty's major league career. His family in attendance for the game in Atlanta. Obviously, they're very pleased not only to see their son play Major League Baseball, but to hit a home run in his first at-bat, much like the way Aaron Judge hit a home run in his first at-bat as a New York Yankee. He went back-to-back -back with Tyler Austin, both making their debut that day. First pitches they saw in Major League Baseball, they both homered back-to-back. -back. It was a cool day for Yankee fans and a really cool day for Brett Beatty yesterday. Likely won't stick with the Mets long-term, but if he continues to hit like this, well, it's going to be pretty tough for the Mets to send him back down to AAA. The Mets and Braves will face off one more time in this series. For the Mets, Jacob deGrom pitching. The Braves are still TBD. Maybe a bullpen game in line for them. And the Mets with a chance to salvage a series split after getting blown out in the first two games. The Binghamton Rumble Ponies lost 9-0 to the Richmond Flying Squirrels yesterday. Only managed three hits on the day. Rumble Ponies pitching allowed eight earned runs, nine runs total. It's not a great day for the Rumble Ponies. They've had a pretty, blaring, or pretty blatant lack of offense since the departure of Brett Beatty and earlier this season, Francisco Alvarez. They're now 41-68. They're back in action tonight, 635 on the road. Pre-game starts at 6.20 with Jacob Wilkins. 7.21 on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. After a strong start to the week, stocks lost ground on Wednesday. The Dow Jones gave up 172 points, half a percent to finish the day at 33,980. The S&P slipped about three quarters of one percent. The Nasdaq Composite lost one and a quarter. Oil prices, on the other hand, rose along with U.S. consumption and with an anticipated fall in Russian supplies. Brent crude oil stood this morning at 95.08 a barrel. American shoppers didn't spend any more in July compared to June, but they didn't spend much less either. Retail sales, according to the Commerce Department, came in flat. Take out gasoline and auto sales, though, and spending actually rose slightly last month. The American Southwest isn't the only region dealing with a drought. China is scrambling to bring more water to the parched basin of the Yangtze River. 
Beijing has begun a cloud seeding operation in hopes of bringing more rain to that area. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Want to say... on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Political Insights. Now your political insights from ABC News. A court today could decide whether to make public the full affidavit used to justify the raid on Mar-a-Lago. When law enforcement says, hey, listen, this document is going to really mess up our criminal investigation, no court's going to oppose that. ABC News contributor and former federal prosecutor Khan Nowaday, the Justice Department objecting to that release. Former President Trump's attorney Rudy Giuliani faced about six hours of questions before a grand jury in Atlanta that's investigating attempts to overturn the 2020 election results in Georgia. Former Vice President Mike Pence calling on Republicans to stop the violent rhetoric against law enforcement. Calls to defund the FBI are just as wrong as calls to defund the police. Mr. Pence also suggesting that he would testify before the January 6th committee if called. After a scathing internal review of the CDC, Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky says the agency will make changes to staff and processes to release data. Andy Field, ABC News. Research. Seven twenty-six on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route four thirty-four Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August twenty-first. Also, for those traveling Vestal Parkway this weekend, just be aware that Binghamton University students are returning, so you might want to plan some extra travel time on Vestal Parkway, and be patient because some of the new kids don't know where they're going yet. State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last until approximately Monday, weather permitting. Signed detours are in place during the closure. We have an update on Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton. It was supposed to reopen to traffic earlier this week, and now it won't reopen until 7 a.m. on August 29th. So all local traffic will still need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. And around Broome County, the Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways. And mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 53 degrees foggy outside, 100% humidity. Today, a slight chance of showers between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m., then a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., some patchy fog before 9 a.m., otherwise mostly cloudy, a high near 75 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low near 57. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 82. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 61. Saturday, slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., mostly sunny, a high near 84, 20% chance of rain. 
Saturday night, slight chance of showers and thunderstorms, partly cloudy with a low near 62, 20% chance of rain, and Sunday, chance of showers after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 83, a 40% chance of rain, Sunday night, chance of showers, mostly cloudy, a low near 63 degrees, and a 40% chance of rain. 729, you're listening to WMBF. on WMBF. Now it's time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, is open for business. Let's do this. The latest Marvel series for Disney Plus debuted today with star Tatiana Maslany playing the big green lawyer. And she tells me you don't have to be a super fan to enjoy it because while, yes, it is a comic book series, at its heart, it's a sitcom. People who don't even know the Marvel world or like have never seen a Marvel or whatever, don't think it's for them, I think are going to find their place in this show. Look for a new episode of She-Hulk Attorney at Law every Thursday on Disney+. Plus. No more press tours for Jonah Hill. It's a good feeling. The actor says after making a recent documentary about mental health, he's realized the press events he does to promote his work have given him anxiety attacks for 20 years. So for now, he's pulling the plug. BTS just passed Justin Bieber as the second most followed music act on YouTube. The boy band now with 70 million followers, just behind the number one group, Blackpink, with 76 million. And screen legend Robert Redford is 86 today. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. Hi. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 53 degrees at 732. The forecast for today. We do have this pesky fog around this morning, reducing visibility to less than a mile. Once we get rid of that, we still are looking at clouds remaining throughout the day for today. And temperatures getting around 80, just a slight chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms for us. And the humidity staying fairly on the comfortable side with right now our dew points in the 50s. Donald Trump's chief financial officer is expected to plead guilty today in tax violation charges in a deal that would require him to testify about business practices at the former president's companies. Alan Weisselberg is charged with taking more than $1.7 million in untaxed compensation that was an arrangement and possibly would serve as a witness when the Trump Organization goes on trial in November. As more busloads of immigrants arrive in New York City from Texas yesterday, Texas's governor and New York City's mayor are continuing to trade barbs. Texas Governor Greg Abbott defending his decision to bus migrants out of his state and send them to New York and Washington, D.C. Before we begin busing illegal immigrants up to New York, it was just Texas and Arizona that bore the brunt of all of the chaos and all the problems that come with it. New York's Mayor Eric Adams says they're looking for ways to accommodate the arriving migrants, but says Abbott is treating people as political pawns. It's the roast type of politics. It's hateful politics to raise his national profile. Mark Remillard, ABC News, New York. WMBF First News Time 734. New York State Police say they used a drone to help locate a missing dementia patient last week. 
Troopers, forest rangers, fire, medics, and police dogs searched the Huckleberry Hill Road area of the town of Middletown last Friday evening looking for the 79-year-old woman. A New York State Police unmanned aerial system was also deployed, and the woman was found in a heavily wooded area. Authorities say the unnamed woman sustained some minor injuries. She was turned over to emergency medical services technicians and transported to a Margaretville hospital for further evaluation. The news release from the New York State Police did not say how long the woman had been missing, but did say they were called to that Huckleberry Hill Road area at around 6.45 p.m. on the 12th. The authorities also did not mention where the woman had been seen before she was reported missing, whether it was from a private residence or a care facility. As county fairs continue to offer exhibits, games, and thrill rides, New York State Department of Labor says it has a listing of events that have been inspected for ride safety and the businesses that own them. The Department of Labor inspects rides as they are brought into a festival once they are assembled and while the ride is operating. The inspection efforts that have been going on at county fairs and other regional events are being stepped up as preparations are underway for the really big event next week, the Great New York State Fair in Syracuse. Commissioner Roberta Reardon and other New York State Department of Labor staff have been doing pre-inspections and are meeting with vendors prior to the opening day on the 24th to go over safety precautions. Last year, 4,532 inspections were made on the 1,661 amusement devices. 1,388 orders were issued for operators to correct violations. Anyone suspecting an unsafe ride can contact the Labor Department at one 888 4 Lovers of a good garage sale have a chance to search for bargains in a big way while benefiting Mom's House in Broome County. The 5th Annual Riverside Income Taxes Garage Sale for Mom's House is taking place today through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. under 10 tents at 189 to 193 Riverside Drive in Johnson City. According to organizers, items for sale include baby clothes and furniture, toys, games, as well as adult items like electronics, purses, new makeup, nail polish, and also for household goods, both for indoors and out. All proceeds go to the nonprofit Mom's House that provides free child care so single parents can complete their education. And as long as we're talking about charitable contributions, the biggest golf tournament of the year in Broome County is already benefiting some local youth programs. Just this week, just before the Dick's Sporting Goods open, the Dick's Sporting Goods Foundation has presented checks to the Binghamton Police Athletic Association, otherwise known as PAL, that provides summer camp and other opportunities for at-risk youth, and the Johnson City Little League, which says it's going to use the money to help fund repairs to some equipment. Each group was given a donation of $5,000. It's 737, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly, as always joined by Kathy White. Happy birthday. It is not my birthday today. I assumed that this weekend the reason your family came up was because of natal day celebrations. No, I will I will not tell people when my birthday is. I know you won't tell, I but I figured it. that that's... I will tell close. the people that it's not today. Today is not the birthday I day. wouldn't say... I did not say today. Yeah. You're just getting ahead you of it. You added a, a year birthday. onto what you told me your age is, so I assume it has passed. 
that is a really good point that I didn't notice earlier. It has not <laughs> passed yet. It has not passed yet. I am still 26. Oh, okay. Soon to be 27. Okay. And still want to get those flu shots. <laughs> That's a whole other story. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm not a birthday person. I don't think I've ever been a birthday person because my birthday's in the summer. You know, it was like fun in, in middle school and high school and people would like decorate your locker and stuff. And nobody yeah. did that in my high school because hey, it was an all-boys Catholic you, school. Celebrating and still school. being able to fog a mirror, that's a great thing. Yeah. I was talking to my mother-in-law yesterday and she was saying that she never thought in her, and she still finds it hard to believe. She has to think about it. She goes, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm 86. Yeah, I get that because it feels like the last 10 years have really just kind of whizzed by like i talk to my high school friends occasionally and be like hey remember when this happened they're like what do you mean what do you mean do i remember that that was like 12 years ago it's like I'm, no no no. i that's, can't that's remember what right. happened yesterday yeah no 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 that that can't be right because this was just recently right yeah well of course and then you lost two years you know since 2020 with the, yeah so really i'm turning 25 kind of weird then so. i'm turning 25 that's what's happening that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, see, I think that I should be able to shave a year off, too, because I just I didn't have a birthday. You didn't celebrate. And, you know, we at least usually go out to dinner or something like that. I don't do anything really big key. Yeah. But, I, the yeah. last the last thing I did for my birthday was when I turned when I turned 21, which is, you know, the big one. All of a sudden you're 21. You can go out and drink legally. Uh, I worked on my birthday. I was a bartender then. And then afterwards, I went to my friend's house and had two beers and then went home. And I was like, yeah, great birthday celebration. We did a great job, everybody. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not a birthday person. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, of remembering things, I got an email from uh, the, I, I keep wanting to call her a girl, once again, losing track of time. But the person that was the maid of honor in my wedding, she lives in Seattle and I very rarely get to see her. And she's uh, going to be coming into town in a few weeks. And we're going to get together. And I said something about meeting down at the campsite. And she sent a picture from the last time that she was down at our camper. And the picture she sent, it was like three different hair colors ago for me. And it was a different camper on a different site in the campground. And it was like, wow. It it just doesn't seem like it's... Yeah. Where does the time go? I know. I look in the mirror. I go, who the heck is that? Yeah. And I was like, I've especially me like the last seven or so years i've just completely changed lives career paths like four times well radio will age you especially these hours i'll tell you oh yeah i'm i'm expecting it and you know although i'm still the cool aunt yes i'll give you that i'll give you that you can have cool aunt yeah i'm, I'm getting used to the 4 30 a.m wake up time what i'm not getting used to is trying to like be awake after eight like yesterday i wanted to go to the zoo i really wanted to go to the zoo and this is why i'm so tired today uh but i last minute had to come in and work the rumble ponies game for the board ops and my thought wasn't oh man like i wanted to go to the zoo like and now i have to work the game like this is terrible my thought was i think i'm gonna be getting home at like 10 o'clock that's not gonna work for my 4 30 a.m <laughs> wake up time it's not gonna work yeah it's like i've been i've been approached over several years about being in some um, theatrical productions and i said i just can't do it because rehearsals a lot of times drag into the late hours and i just can't make that that early early morning going into work stuff yeah that and and sound coherent and intelligent trying to tell people what they need to know and want to know in the newscast 
and if I'm not functioning, and it's just not fair to the listeners, so no, not doing it. Yeah, and you tell people like, yeah, you guys like it's rehearsal is like two o'clock, right? They go, what? No, everybody's working at two o'clock. What job do you have that you're not working at two o'clock yeah. in the afternoon? Yeah. Now you're working at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, well, you know, rehearsal starts at seven. It's like, no, I'm getting ready for bed about that time. Yeah, you mean seven a.m. right? Yeah, that's right. Seven a.m. Yeah. yeah, it still doesn't work for me, but that seems like a more yeah, reasonable when the, time. Yeah, when the offices here close for a half day, we're we're out of luck on that one because it's like, oh, does that mean I can leave at six a.m.? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys are getting a half day today, okay? Like <laughs> a half day? You mean like noon? <laughs> the same time I usually leave? Yeah. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's 7.44. You're listening to WMBF. For 50. News Radio 1290. WMBF. 7.46 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st, and those traveling Vestal Parkway this weekend, in addition to that lane closure, should be aware. Binghamton University students are returning this weekend, so you might see some increased traffic as they move back in for the semester. And be patient with some of the new kids. They don't know where they're going yet. State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last until approximately Monday, weather permitting. Signed detours are posted in the area. We have an update on Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton. It was supposed to reopen to traffic earlier this week. Now won't reopen until 7 a.m. on August 29th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, the Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Damp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 53 degrees, foggy outside, 100% humidity. Today a slight chance of showers between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m., then a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., some patchy fog before 9 a.m., Otherwise, mostly cloudy with a high near 75, a 20% chance of rain. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low near 57. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 82. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 61. Saturday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 84, 20% chance of rain. Saturday night, slight chance of showers and thunderstorms, partly cloudy with a low near 62, a 20% chance of rain. Sunday, chance of showers after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 83 degrees, a 40% chance of rain. And Sunday night, chance of showers, mostly cloudy with a low near 63, 40% chance of rain. It's 749. You're listening to WMBF. Want to say... WMBF. 7.50 on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Tech Trends. 
From ABC News, Tech Trends. Electric vehicle charging stations are still a headache for many. That according to a new report. J.D. Power surveying more than 11,000 EV and plug-in hybrid owners, finding customer satisfaction at public charging stations declined since last year due to chargers malfunctioning or being out of service. Tesla's supercharger network fared the best when it came to customer satisfaction. Vikas Khanna owns a Tesla Model 3. He says his experience with superchargers has been broadly positive on a tech front. I can almost guarantee that anytime you go to a major Tesla charging station, there's probably one unit that is out of order. But on a whole, that generally has not played into my experience. But he's encountered another problem. More EV adoption has led to crowded charging stations. Part of the time wasn't how much time you needed to spend even at the station actually charging. It's waiting in the queue to actually find a charger that was available for you. With Tech Trends, I'm Michelle Franzen, ABC News. The vessel. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back live at the National Butt Out Finals. AJ Langer is all fired up, and there he goes. It's out. He put his butt out in 2.6 seconds. Lori is with AJ. Lori? AJ, how did you get your butt out so quick? Well, I learned the hard way. I burned the house down. If you smoke, put it out all the way, every time. Smoking is the number one cause of preventable home fire deaths. Check out usfa.dhs.gov smoking. A message from the U.S. Fire Administration and firefighters everywhere. Seven fifty four on WMBF. Time for a check on sports. Josh Donaldson hit a walk off grand slam in the tenth inning as the clock struck midnight, and the struggling New York Yankees salvaged an eight seven win over the Tampa Bay Rays to avoid a three game sweep. Glaber Torres singled, leading off the tenth off Jalen Beeks, and Anthony Rizzo walked before Donaldson lifted a one strike ninety seven mile per hour fastball to the short porch in right field. Araldis Chapman gave up three runs in the top of the 10th for New York, which entered having lost three straight and 12 of 15. But the Yankees finally got some help from their offense, scoring more than three runs in a game for the first time since August 8th. So we'll see if that's enough to spark the Yankees' offense back into form. They've been pretty quiet since the All-Star break. Team obviously going through a rough stretch right now, watching their division lead sink. I believe it's back to 10 games now. But at one point, it was about 15 games. So let's see if the Yankees can get right as we head into September and then the postseason. They'll host the Blue Jays for a four-game series this weekend. First game tonight at 7.05. The Blue Jays 62-54, and 54, third in the AL East right now. The Yankees 73-45, and 45, still first in the AL East. Going for the Blue Jays tonight, Jose Barrios, 8-5 record, 561 ERA. For the Yankees, Frankie Montas looking to get his footing at Yankee Stadium still, looking for his first win at home. A 4-9 record, 359 ERA. Brett Beatty homered his first time up in the big leagues. Starling Marte went deep twice, and the New York Mets held off the Braves 9-7 to snap Atlanta's eight-game winning streak. After being outscored 18-1 in the first two games of the series, the NL East-leading Mets pushed their lead over the Braves to four and a half games. Atlanta knocked out nemesis Max Scherzer in the seventh, and Robbie Grossman hit a three-run homer to make a game of it, but it wasn't enough to overcome four homers by the Mets. 
Francisco Lindor also went deep. Lindor and Starling Marte in the first inning went back-to-back. Lindor homering on the first pitch he saw after Starling Marte hit a home run to center field. A nice moment for Brett Beatty. The second pitch that he saw yesterday in the second inning hit his first career home run. His first career hit in his first career Major League Plate appearance with his family up in the stands. So it was nice for Brett Beatty. A good start for him. Obviously, Rumble Ponies fans know about Brett Beatty a little bit. He was hitting 312 with a 950 OPS for the Rumble Ponies this season before getting called up to AAA Syracuse. Played only six games with Syracuse before injury concerns on the Mets forced them to call him up earlier than they had probably planned to. Beatty likely won't stick in the majors. But if injury concerns continue to be a problem for the Mets down the stretch, or if he keeps hitting like he hit last night, well, it's going to be pretty hard to send him back to Syracuse. The Braves and the Mets have one more game in this series. Starts tonight at 7.20. The Mets with a chance to split a series that the Braves blew them out in the first two games of. Going for the Mets, Jacob deGrom. For the Braves, it's still TBD. Maybe a bullpen game for the Braves tonight. A good chance for the Mets to come away with a road series split against the Atlanta Braves. Get back to five and a half games up. Binghamton Rumble Ponies lost last night 9-0 to the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Managed only three hits on the day. Allowed eight earned runs, nine runs total. They're back in action tonight at 6.35 against Richmond. Pre-game starts at 6.20 with Jacob Wilkins. 7.58, you're listening to WMBF. Loppy run. Students, when I call the reason for your absences throughout the years, please exit the auditorium without your high school diploma. <clears throat> Too tired. Family trip. Sick day. Starting the holidays early. Starting in the sixth grade, students who miss 18 days or more of school in a year for any reason will fall behind and risk not graduating high school. How many days of school has your child missed this year? Absences add up. Keep track at boostattendance.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Closing out hour number two of WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Coming up at 8.30, we'll have Roger Neal join us for a Dick's Open update. And then Bob Joseph's Binghamton Now at 9 o'clock, our live and local talk show.